After three years of consultations, the United South African Movement has launched the South African People's Charter and the Charter of Citizens' Obligations. We speak to Toussaint Salimouen. Well, welcome, Solly. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. I'm very delighted to be here. What all created a need for a People's Charter? Well, you know, concern about the direction in which the country has been taken for the past 20 years more. Uh, so we decided in January 2021, I decided to get in touch to get a number of South Africans, diverse South Africans. There was Muslim Mamani, there was Mashamba, there was Rob so There were activists in, from various parts of the country, the ordinary people who were also concerned about what's going on. And we started a conversation about what we can do to do this. And over time, these were this became conversations like we met every week for the past three years since since we started. And and it, it they all then we formed the South Africa the United South Africa movement and we agreed that we needed what South Africa needs are systemic changes, not just a replacement of one bunch of politicians by another, because then we we'll continue to the, the system that we have that's been built over the past three years has proven to be vulnerable to abuse, to, to repurposing, reshaping, weakening, just to serve the interests of, of criminal uh, people. So we, we cannot afford to have South Africa's democracy relying on the goodwill or good health of men and women in politics. Now, what are the most important demands in the Charter launched uh, this week? Well, first of all, we've seen how uh, race-based policies have have chased many people away, felt many people, made many people feel they don't belong. And so and they've been tried for three years. They haven't achieved the, the, the outcome they wanted to. So I think that we should get rid of a race-based society. So first of all, we have to acknowledge that all of us Americans are one in our diversity with all our differences. And but we also, I think I, need, I needed to say this first, that in 1955, a, a, a variety of South Africans, diverse group of South Africans from big, different backgrounds got together to have a conversation about what country they wanted. Out of those conversations came out the Freedom Charter. And some of, it, some of those people uh, consider parts of the Freedom Charter to be, or at least the making of the Freedom Charter, Charter to be the start of making a constitution for future South Africa, which is future post-apartheid South Africa. Now, since 1955, the people have not gotten together to see what kind of country we want. And this is the single most question we ask all the people in South Africa, also in, in parts of the diaspora. What kind of country do you want to see emerge from the next elections? And people want, there are some obvious things that fall into a common basket, like less crime, no more electricity, um, less of an Orwellian animal farm where the law seems to apply to some people, not to other people. The levels of arrogance and impunity in a political elite all of those things we share across the board. Of course, there then be other issues like, what do we do with land reform? What do we do with education, health, foreign policy? How do we position South Africa on key issues? See, even key issues like, say, LGBTIQ plus uh, rights, which are enshrined in our constitution, protected in our constitution and bill of rights. But we've seen South Africa prevaricating, prevaricating, hesitating, standing aside, in the global arena, what it's supposed to say, no, but we can't. We defend these laws. It, it, it happened. Look, Ghana has just voted laws against LGBTIQs. Uganda did the same thing. There was another law, a number, a vote by the UN a number of years ago 
from which Arabica chose to abstain. And when people ask, but why do you guys abstain from this? And you guys are protecting this laws in your home, in your constitution. The, min the minister at the time, the one who claimed to have a head, a hole in her head, she said, well, we, South Africa, cannot be seen to be walking too far ahead of everybody else. And I think that's nonsense. That's not leadership. We don't, leadership is not about being popular, being loved by everybody. It's about being right to the values, setting the tone that is based by values, authentic leadership, emotional intelligence, maturity ahead. And you will be, there will be times when you walk on your own because, because people have to follow you. There will be times when you have to embrace people, but you have to lead from the front because that's, that's what it is to be a leader. Right, and we failed, so we haven't had the kind of leadership that has shown the backbone to lead a country as diverse to to lead and to hold together a country as diverse as ours. People want change, and they want a return to the kind of leadership that can remind all of South Africans, irrespective of their religion, their culture, their ethnicity, their race, their gender identity, that they belong. Now, TUSAM is not a political party. So how are you going to get people to embrace this? And how can you use this charter to ensure that people vote for parties most likely to meet those demands and needs? Yeah, we have spoken to a number of, so throughout the development of this, of the charter, we have had a number of conversations with political parties in the opposition. When we first launched TUSAM, we obtained a parliamentary list. We wrote to all the political parties in the, in the national assembly. So, I I doubt that anybody of them, any one of them, would doubt or to claim not to know about us. We had sessions online with civil society movements, and we had sessions online with political parties. Civil society feedback was: we don't want you to become a political party. So don't 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 start like say some kind of revolutionary circle that becomes a party or something like that. So we like what you're doing, what you're saying, but please remain non-partisan, and which is what we are. We are non-partisan. What we want to say now, what we are saying to political parties with this charter, so, so it's all about a conversation of the politicians saying, vote for us, we're going to do this for us, for you. It's us saying, we will vote for you if you do these things for us. So what you want to do is attach a pledge to the charter, and that's been the aim. So that when we have engagements with political parties, we say, yes, the charter. If you agree with the content and you, you agree to support it, sign here. Okay. It's a big ask. Some will do so. Some will say, yeah, we support you verbally, not wanting to sign anything. So, but we have a sense, through our engagements, we have a sense of the kind of political parties there that align at a broad level. They'll never be 100% aligned. That align at a broad level with the spirit of the charter. And we're happy to say, well, we, if people ask us, well, which one do you want us to vote for? We're happy to endorse those. And we, we talked to them. I mean, we've spoken to the embassy, and we've spoken to Amani, Mashaba, uh, some of our members were dry saying we don't have anything EFF people in our midst. Uh, I mean, because they, 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 they pretty much control the, the, um, the, the status quo in an way. And this is the kind of, the, the Salavica that the ANC and the EFF are pushing and probably uh, the MK and so on, is not the Salavica that can hold our people together. The kind of country that can make all those Salavicans who've had to leave who are living across the world in the diaspora look back home with pride and say, that's my country and I want to contribute to it and I want to support businesses and tourists to go invest or to visit Salavica. So we need 
to rebuild the South African spirit. And we can't build it with the incumbents continuing in power. So when will you be ready to, uh, will you issue a list of parties being endorsed by Tucson? Yeah, we're in communication with, with, with them now. I think now that we've joined, we've launched the, the charter, we've spoken to media, we've spoken to media and to other people about it. We, 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 we have sent it to Action SA, we'll send it to a few, to, to the MPSA, basically, MPC, MPC people and say, this is a charter now. Do you guys disagree strongly with this? Do you agree? If you, if yes, tell us. And then we'll, we'll, we'll be able to say the MPC. So we're not going to be aligned to some, we'll not be aligned with one. I have to tell you that in Tosam, we have people who are sympathetic to the DA, other to Rising Zanti, other to Action SA, and that's fine. That's the diversity that we are. But remember that we're also saying there's a part of the charter, this Italian charter, we also have responsibilities. If you look at the state of South Africa today, it's, it's not just about what government or politicians must do. It's also about what we do. A lot of times, people have somebody, a brother, a sister, a friend, coming home with stolen money, stolen TV, stolen cars, stolen stuff. And we take these things, we protect them. We don't tell we don't tell the police, the, the authorities about these people. It's wrong. So we 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 support, we feed the beast that is the criminality in South Africa. People damage infrastructure. All we do is take pictures or videos to share on social media. But we don't we're not doing enough to say what can I as an individual do? We are the ones, it's not government, we are the ones who are throwing papers all over there. It's simple things. You know, throwing papers all over the planes and littering our cities. Look at Johannesburg. Most of our cities are terrible. They never used to be, whether people like it or not. And I'm happy I grew up, I'm happy that I'm old enough to have grown up during the the, 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 the last years of apartheid. I, I grew up in the proofs where we used to go to town in Johannesburg. That place was clean. Whether you like it or not, it was clean. It was very, very clean. There were parks, there were no condoms all over the place. There were no people selling all sorts of stuff all over the place. I mean, go to Johannesburg now. The last time I went there, I was like looking over my shoulders and people are saying the same things about Devon, Pretoria. We can do better than this. So we, what are we the people doing to, to hold ourselves, to be responsible also, to be co-creators of the kind of self-agriculture we should What are the most important obligations on citizens Start with yourself. Stop littering. It's a simple thing. Stop littering. When you see somebody having committed a crime and you know who they are, you know they're hiding, and you know the authorities are looking for those people, call the police on them. Even if it's your brother, your sister, your husband, your wife, call the police on them. Because you have no idea that the stuff they bring home might have been brought home after somebody was stabbed, killed, raped, murdered, whatever. I'm saying so we need to play our part to stop the cap, the, the, the rising crime. When we see somebody stalking weapons, we really have no idea where these weapons come from illegally. Call the police. The police must also play our part. So we must tell, we must decide as a country what kind of society do you want to live with. Want to enable what we know. If you work with foreign, well, if you have a cousin or a friend or yourself, you're working for, for the Department of um, of home affairs, and you know somebody who's making money out of giving false IDs, false false driver's licenses, false all sorts of papers or something to foreigners who don't deserve, who don't go through the 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 correct process. You need to tell on those people. These are the things that government must do, but we must also do. 
uh, of course, the authorities must arrest those who keep getting involved in these things when they are found. But we must tell on those people. And we must say, no, I can't. In a little price, when somebody boasts about the, the kind of criminality, uh, antisocial behavior, that we must know you can't because you are part of the problem. We have a role to play. But we must also inform ourselves. We must vote. We must vote on, on the basis of knowledge. A lot of people in South Africa might be educated academically, but civically they don't. People still get taken up for granted by political entrepreneurs on the basis of their poverty and on the basis of their lack of knowledge. So, I mean, you've seen some people behaving being passed to stay there as a country just for their optics. When you pull one person or two people aside to ask them, but what is it about? Or what is your stance on this policy stance that the, your party is is pushing? The person who said, I don't know, didn't care, I was brought here. So people were told, yeah, come get into the bar, there's going to be a party, then before there'll be a t-shirt. That's what matters. Then some of them were taken to Devon, they ended up on the beach. It's not about policy, you know. They don't care about stuff like that. And the next, the same people will be going to a different party the next week if it was a cooler stuff. You know what I'm saying? So we need to ensure over time, this is, these are not easy wins. We need to ensure that people in South Africa are trained, hopefully from school, at school level, about how society functions. What are the roles of, what is the role of society, of, of all the key institutions of, of the police, of, of the, of the civil society, of the media, of the state institutions or the chapter nine institutions at a high level, basic level. What, what does voting mean? Why is it important that I vote? This, do I vote on emotion or do I look on for other things before I make a vote? I think when we have, if we integrate this sort of thing over time, we'll have a population that knows. Of course, we have to make it easy for people as well. We know that access to the internet tends to be really, really difficult and expensive for many people, especially in rural areas. Right, without access to the internet, people are not able to access the kind of, in, the kind of information they need to make informed decisions. And we know that a lot of news platforms have paywalls. And it's for me, I understand because I, I am pretty much part of it. You know, anyway, people work hard to investigate stuff. They, you got to, they got to be compensated for it. But how do we create a platform where we, some, that kind of information is consolidated at a high level to make it easier to consume for people who are not able to take to take up all these subscriptions because the thing, if you make available information that's really crucial, available only to people who can pay for it, it's a disadvantage to a democracy such as ours, where so many people are unemployed and their first priority is not to subscribe to a plethora of media platforms. Any people you want to credit in particular uh, who have walked this three year journey with you, Sonny? I'm, you know, you know, I, I need to say to you that this charter is a is a is a is a is a result is an outcome a product of many South Africans of all colors Indian black colored Muslim Christian many it's a it's a, it's a train this training began uh, left its origin in January 2021 and it has stopped at many stations some people got off at stations along the road but they left behind amazing contribution to this thing. So it was built by many people. And they continue to be involved to, to, to you know, to interact with to some in many ways. So over time, more people have come into Tucson. And each one of those people brought something. It's almost like they, the God said, okay, it's your turn. Go onto the train to take it to the next level. You know, and I want to thank all of those people who made Tucson what it is, the people who made sure that we deliver on the charter now. This charter, is by no means a fait complete or complete, but we've we've 
to solve it with our game. We engaged, we gave it to people that I know are very opinionated to read it and to throw it back at us. So what about this, what about this, what about And they have done that. We've taken some criticism, some very constructive criticism that we have integrated into this document. But we really look at 61 million Africans out there. So we can never claim to speak for every one of them. We are very, we are many, we are diverse, we are opinionated, all of us. Uh, but over time, we hope this will be, will be a document on the basis of which a more, more national convergence will happen as more people build it up to become the strong document that it must be. But we're, I'm confident and my team is confident that we've done what we could to bring it to the level where it's at. And I think I really hope that both people in the civil society and in politics will engage this document. We need at some point to agree what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. It's the law that's not acceptable. Having spoken about the powers in the presidency, it doesn't make sense to me that the SIU has to obtain a presidential decree to, to in order to to uh, to, in, to investigate a suspected crime. What if a certain Paul Machatele becomes president and the SIU needs to invest, investigate a certain Saudi? Do you think you will give them a, a decree to go investigate? No. We need to buffer our criminal justice system from political interest. We also need to look at the powers in the presidency. It's been said over and over again that the, the drafters of our constitution placed too much power in the presidency. Believing that, believing that everybody was going to be like Nelson Mandela. We've seen always happen. So, so if you give too much power to individuals like that, they mess it up big time. The drafters of our constitution did not foresee a time when there would be a need for something called the Zondra Commission of Inquiry into State Capture. And that such an, a document would have to, give, to be given to the president, who in the current system happens to be the president of the gang that's responsible for much of the damage that's happened. That's why they're sitting there. When the president is an employee, it's not, he's not on his, uh, on his own on his side. Who must, who must, and it shouldn't be up to the president anyway. It doesn't make sense. Such a document must be given to the criminal justice system. Here's the commission report, recommendations. An independent NPA must look at that information and investigate people. They shouldn't need a president to tell them, yeah, go and do this, go and do this. It's nonsense. It's absolutely nonsense. So this system is built to protect the ANC. We have to change. So that's why it's really important. What we need is more than replacing one piece with another for smiling or dancing face, dancing face. We must have these conversations about the systemic changes that must happen because these institutions that were built at the dawn of our democracy, with everybody thinking that they will stand between us and hell, have been have shown to be weakened, to be repurposed, to serve the interests of political politicians or criminals. We need to create us. We don't in the multi-party environment that we're going on, and it's going to go to last forever. I don't see why we should have a president where one person has all the power. There are many examples around the world where we can have a symbolic presidency with a multi-party committee that is the lead, it's a federal council of different parties leading South Africa for five years, and they choose a president just for symbolic reasons, like a chairman of a board. The person will receive visiting heads of state, go to the UN, this sort of thing. But that person must hold the nation together and not be beholden to one particular part. We need to rethink Africa. We can't keep doing the same things over and over again and expect different outcomes. Thank you. That was Solly Mueng of 
the United South Africa movement, speaking to Biz News after the launch of the South, Af South African People's Charter and the Charter of Citizens' Obligations. Thank you, Solly. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. 